AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic. And at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk back. Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Back, a show dedicated to you niggas and these hoes. It's your co-host AJ Holiday 2.0. What up? Hey, y'all, it's me, Tim Bam. I'm back again. Guys, saw fit. I love y'all, man. What's up, AJ? <laughs> Nothing, man. Chilling out. We both under the weather, y'all. A little tiny bit. <laughs> I feel like shit, y'all. My period is really handing it to me like never before. I don't know. I've just been like, I think I have severe PMS. I don't know if that's a thing, but if it is, I yeah, got it. Yeah, it's a thing. The hell? I don't know how in the hell our period that sunk, sunk up. Is that a word? That synced up, that sunked up. For, somehow it synced up, but I know how. Oh, via via Riverside, that, that, plan, <laughs> that plan B I took oh. last month. It's like I'm joking, y'all. <laughs> no, bitch. <laughs> That's ex- I'm joking. I ain't take no plan B. I ain't need one. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but i feel awful like i'm mean i'm irritable i'm just snapping on people for no reason then i'll be ready to cry for no reason like it's just a lot it's just really a lot okay <laughs> like that's how it was yesterday and i just had to lay the fuck down i took me some tylenol i ate and just lay down man i haven't had a period that bad since i was 18 maybe like a first day period that's yes. how I'm feeling. Like I haven't had a period this bad since I was a kid. Is it something with the moon? Or well, something you know, you got that on? blood moon like, coming, y'all. Y'all, you know this thing is pre-recorded. So the blood moon's coming tonight, 
at 3.02 a.m. going into November the 8th, which is election day. The blood mm-hmm. move. That's why I'm bleeding like that. <laughs> yeah, something's <laughs> happening. I don't know, man. I feel miserable. How y'all feel? Some of y'all bleeding with me right now. I'm probably just as irritable as me. What's, how was your weekend? I didn't do of- shit, child. One thing I did do this weekend, okay, I did a lot of research this weekend, and I did watch that uh, H2N, the, the the Hebrew Hebrew to Negro documentary is three and a half hours. That's what I did do on my Sunday while I was in some pain yesterday. So I I went to it this weekend because I knew we was going to talk about it today, you guys. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later. But um, then I seen that it was eleven ninety nine, and I <laughs> I also had to pay rent. You <laughs> so, so stupid. Had to make an executive decision. Well, I got like a little study group, right? So I watched it with like thirteen different people over a uh, Discord. So we watched it, paused it, dissect things as we went along, took notes, all that good shit. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's better when you got a group of people doing that type of stuff. Cause it was long. Some parts of it was kind of boring. Um, I feel like the information could have been a little bit better organized, but it's all there. It's a lot of information, but it's definitely all there. Um, so we'll definitely get into that in a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about stupid internet news first. So I came across this post. It might've been from like last week or so, but it's this woman. She has a podcast called value entertainment podcast. Um, and her name is Jedediah Bila. Okay. So it's a Hebrew name. <laughs> Speaking of Hebrew. Anyway, but she she says that, you know, men care about women's body counts. Right? So a woman should watch, you know, how many how many men she has sex with because men care about that type of thing. What you think about that? What women is telling their real body count? That's why I don't know what Jedediah is talking about because <laughs> what <laughs> what woman is out here really telling her real body count? Like she said it's disrespectful and gross for a woman to have a high body count. What's a high body count? Because that's all, you know. Subjective. Object su- objective too, right? So subjective. I mean <laughs> oh, is it a subjective? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, subjective depending on the person. So um, yeah. Two might be high to one person. 222 might be hot enough. Look, every man I've been with treated me like if I were to tell them I had sex with two people, they would still try to tell me I'm a hoe. Okay, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> because for whatever reason, in men's mind, pussy they never even had is on reserve for them. So if yeah. they they have this this thing in their minds that you've been with somebody else, it's a problem for them. Some men, some men. I try to stay but away I think from a those lot, men. A lot of men don't even want to know your body count for that reason. They don't want to be offended by it. So they don't even want to know. Like your past is your past and let it be that. But there's a lot of men that will pry and pry and pry. And that's like a prerequisite for a relationship with some men. They want to know how many people you've been with prior to them. And some of them want to know names. I feel like the men that I've dealt with only wanted to know if I fucked anybody they knew. Right. That was it. It was never about like how many people I've been with or as long as it ain't nobody I know. <laughs> Lucky for you. I've had a nigga try to compile a list based off a general conversation of people I've been but with. But I'm from a small town. You know these niggas. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't live a few places. So, look, my whole facts is really not traceable, nigga. So why does it matter? Relax. Most of my whole facts is from where I'm from. And once I left my hometown, I stopped fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Shame. But anyway, I don't know. I I don't think that... um, Should we be that concerned about what men want? Because we know we're going to get a hoe when we get them. It's a hoe. A lot of times. Majority of the times, it's a hoe. Drake uh and 21 Savage dropped an album. Uh it's a good it's a fun album. Listen I to it. What you thought? Mm-hmm. I haven't listed listened to it yet because of all the controversy uh going on about it in some of his lyrics on some of the songs. So um people were upset because a line that he had uh which allegedly is toward Meg Thee Stallion uh, and it goes, this bitch lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. Yeah, then uh, Yachty, Lil Yachty came out and saying, yeah, I guess he, maybe he wrote the lyrics. I don't know. 
but he was essentially trying to say that the lyrics weren't actually about Meg Thee Stallion. We know Meg Thee Stallion is going through, um, you know, court and all that stuff with Tory Lanez regarding the shooting that took place. Is it 2020 at this point now? Or was that last year? I don't know. It was like 2020, I feel like. It definitely was 2020 because we talked about it on our very first episode of the show. So it was 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, Tory Lanez is on house arrest until the, the court date that keeps getting pushed back. But I believe it is sometime this month that he's supposed to go to court along with uh, Meg Thee Stallion's homegirl. She, she was summoned back to court as well. But Meg Thee Stallion still standing to- 10 toes down. Thank God mm-hmm. she still has those toes because she got, she did get injured in the foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> May it have been a direct bullet or bullet fragments. She's the only person that got hurt on that scene, right? So why is it okay for a man to rap about the abuse of a woman in this way? So so Lil Yachty said it's not about that. It's about butt shots and saying it's real when it's fake. But it's like a double entendre. Like, yeah, you know yeah, we understand yeah, those. Like, yeah, like you knew that people were going to correlate this to Meg Thee Stallion, mm-hmm. and you know, Meg Thee Stallion doesn't have buckshot butt shots. So what are you talking about? Right, but there is another girl, something, uh, another stallion on Instagram that does have the butt shots that they were saying that they were references. But you know, yeah, that's why we're all like, mm, you knew what everybody was going to think he was talking about. And what these guys put in a lyric where uh, a, a one man was shot by another man or injured by another man, would they make fun of that in a double entendre in a lyric? No. Because it would be very no. different, disrespectful. So for whatever reason, these dudes thinks, think it's okay to talk about this shit. Why, do, why everybody turn on Meg, though, like this? I don't know. It's really weird. It's because she's a woman, as far as I'm concerned. It's because she's a woman. Why else? You know? It's because she's a woman. I guess they think Tory Lanez, um, you know, didn't harm her. It, it, either it was the friend or Tory Lanez. Regardless of what, Meg Thee Stallion didn't have a gun. Somebody outside of Meg Thee Stallion reported that gun that they heard gunshots, and that's how the police ended up there in the first place. Meg Thee Stallion wasn't even trying to tell on Tory Lanez initially until he went to the internet. Right. Regardless of what, she's the only person on that scene that got hurt. She got hurt. It's not funny. It's, it's not, not funny. It's not a bar. <laughs> it's not a bar. Yeah, these niggas need to grow up. And they really need to get smacked, okay? I'm for that. I'm for smacking people. Well, Serena Williams' husband, Alexis Ohanian, Ohanian responds to Drake. <laughs> so in a different song, he uh, Middle of the Ocean... He calls Serena's husband a groupie, and uh, he responded, and he said, um, "Sidebar, Serena, your husband a groupie. He claimed we don't we don't got a problem, but no boo, it is it is like you coming for sushi. We might pop up on them at will, like Suzuki. Bars, is that bars? <laughs> no, I like the no boo because it's like the restaurant plus like no boo." <laughs> Oh, that's why I didn't. Okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> when I read it, it didn't give that no boo. It was like no boo, right? So we listen, got issues, real sassy, right? So Alexis responded responds back and says, um, "The reason I stay winning is because I'm relentless about being the absolute best and at whatever I do, including being the best groupie for my wife and daughter." For whatever reason, in the black community, it's like whack to be in love with a woman or to like a woman. Right. So you calling this this is a woman that Drake dated at one point. He didn't make an honest woman of. He didn't stay with her. He didn't, you know, make a family with her, nothing, right? But mm-hmm. now now here it is. She has a man. She's married now. She has a child. She's a she has a child now. And he's shading the man she's with. Like he's a groupie. You jealous. You jealous and you whack. Like yeah, <laughs> I don't like these man. bars. I don't like these bars. It's very childish. It's giving childish. From the baby to Drake, it's giving childish. Like, let's say I was with a nigga and he married somebody else. I would never play myself like that. Yes. To, like, talk shit about the new bitch. It's whack. You know, it's it's just, it's giving stalker if I'm a, if Right. If I'm going to shade anybody, it'd be like him. And I'd be like, girl, I'm praying for you. Even <laughs> if he a good nigga, I'd still say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. 
Yeah, like you don't get no brownie points for that, Drake. I don't know. I don't know. The men mm-hmm. seem to love it. The women are looking at Drake's side eye like, child. <sighs> anyway. Okay. Whatever. It's like, man, you man. Uh-huh. Right. So he came for <laughs> Drake. All, Drake had all type of uh, shots fired in this goddamn album. So he even came for Kanye um, in regards to the Larry Hoover um, benefit concert that they had last year. I don't know what really came out of it. Larry Hoover is still in prison. But, you know, him and Kanye put their Drake and Kanye put their, you know, differences aside and had this benefit concert. Um, and. In one of the songs, actually, it's still Sarah Coloco. Drake says, linking with the ops, bitch, I did that shit for Jay Prince, bitch. I did it for Mob Ties. So, you know, Kanye responded back to that saying, like, man, I already I already gave Drake all his fucking flowers. Like, I'm not even entertaining this shit. So it's like, Why yeah. y'all want Mob Ties? That's the problem. We're going to get talk into about that, that a little later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, y'all, that's our stupid internet news for the day. Um... We're going to go to commercial. And when we come back, I want to know if black lives really matter. That's what I want to talk about today with my home girl. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. 
Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Okay, so like I said, I wanted to um, have an episode where we talk about all the current events and state of the culture, uh, state of black people in America. Where we at? Let's have a fucking let's have a little vital check right quick. Um, so we, we, we've seen what's going on in the news with um, Kyrie Irving, with Kanye West. Um, and now the passing of Takeoff last uh, week on Halloween, whose name um, is Kershnick Ball. So one of my good friends, her name is Lisa Guthrie. She has a podcast as well. Um, but she did like a nice little breakdown. And she pointed out the the KKK reference um, between these, these three black men. Um, and... I don't think it's a physical battle that that black people are really in right now. It's definitely definitely spiritual warfare going on. So we got to be careful and we got to know what we're looking at. So that's why I want to have the conversation today. Do black lives really matter? Because we know it matters to us, right? But mm-hmm. do black lives really matter to people on this planet, essentially? What's um, your thoughts on that, Tam? I don't feel like it. I don't feel like people don't care about shit that don't directly affect them, right? A lot of, oftentimes. Mm -hmm. So why would black lives matter to them? But then you also have the question is, do black lives really matter to us? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like really, does it? Right. So in the intro, we talked about um, Drake and his new album and the lyrics that he had for well, they say it wasn't for um, Meg Thee Stallion. But imagine if Meg Thee Stallion was your wife, your daughter, your mom, your sister, mm-hmm. your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That shit wouldn't be cool. So like Tam just mm-hmm. said, people really only care when it affects them directly at home. But this is the problem. This is the problem that we have in, in the black culture is that there's no unity. No, we don't have to be a monolith. But we have to have some type of code because if we don't have the love, respect and codes for each other. It's so easy for people outside of our group to disrespect us. Right. You know, yep. so mm-hmm. I wanted to try to break this up into to like different uh, phases of what I'm seeing anyway. So, again, we got the KKK. Right. So let's let's start with with uh, Kyrie. To me, what's going on with Kyrie? That's our spiritual warfare. Right there. So Kyrie right now is being persecuted by the NBA because um, on either last week or the week before, and I feel like it was actually the week before that he actually posted it to his to his page. But people Mm -hmm. seem like they they just got wind of it last week. So he posted this documentary to his uh, Instagram story and to his Twitter. It's called it's H2N Hebrew to Negroes. Right. Um, It's a film. And a book written by Ronald Dalton Jr. And um, I recently started following him on Instagram. I also heard him talking on Clubhouse yesterday regarding the documentary and the things that are going on now with Amazon and all that stuff. But um, Kyrie didn't say anything. It was just a posted story. There was no caption, no nothing. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's being persecuted for having simply posted this um, documentary to his page. He's had mm-hmm. multiple interviews with, um, you know, after games, post game interviews and stuff like that, where they like literally have him in a corner figuratively and, um, physically in a corner trying to get him to justify simply posting this, this documentary. And I, and it's kind of weird to me. So like I said, in the introduction, I, we, we watched it this weekend. It's really long. It could have been a little bit better organized, but all the information is there. And, um, so, so 
Let me ask you this, because I didn't have the eleven dollars to buy it. I'm buying this. But um, do you feel like it was a lot of anti-Semitism within? That's what the I film? was just about to say. No. Now I can tell you the references in the film that they may have found um, anti-Semitic, and if you guys want to go to ADL dot org or dot com, that is the um, anti defamation league and this is the the people that are trying to get this five hundred thousand dollars out of Kyrie because we're going to go through the list of things that he has to go through to get back on the team all right this this organization um it's an anti-semitic organization so it's a essentially a jewish organization um and they actually list the things that they found anti-semitic in the film right mm -hmm. so there was some quotes from henry ford in the film um there mm -hmm. was a quote from hitler in the film um mm -hmm. That's essentially, so, and, and there was really no explanation around the quotes. He put the quotes in the film, but he didn't really talk about them. And then there was also a quote from King um, Leopold. Those are the three quotes that they found a problem with, but they're actual things that happen in history. Okay. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. As a Jewish person, mm -hmm. can we decide what really is anti-hate for them? Only they can decide that. You know what I mean? You know? But that's I mean, what's hate to them? Let's understand, but if you identify as a Hebrew person, how can you be an anti-Semite? If you identify as a Semite, how can you be anti-Semite? At this point in America, saying the word Jew is anti-Semitic. That's what it seems like. It really seems that way. You can't even say the word Jew without having a problem with somebody. So y'all can go to that website at ADL.org to see the list of things that they find anti-Semitic about the um, the documentary. But I suggest for you to go view the documentary yourself. Get a get a watch group together. Y'all can all watch it together. And again, I'm not really promoting it, but it does have a lot of good references. He gives historical data, things that you can actually go and find and research elsewhere, not just taking him as your primary uh, uh, source. He doesn't make up anything in the documentaries, what I'm trying to say. It's a lot of Bible references. The Bible is one of our biggest um, encyclopedias, essentially. It, it talks about lineage. It talks about history. It's a big-ass history book. Yeah, you know, I, I want to watch it for that reason so I can form my own opinion. Mm -hmm. But I am curious as to why, you know, Jewish people would feel this way, you know. It's got to be something in it that would make these people feel this way, you know? I can give my opinion about why they would feel this way. And hopefully I can give this opinion without being persecuted. If you go back through the Bible, y'all can go look at Revelations 2, 9 and 3, 9. It gives reference to a group of people, right? You can go there. Mm -hmm. You can go check out Deuteronomy 28 in the Bible. Um, the people that are currently in America... Right? You're black Americans. If you came here via the transatlantic slave trade, right? Mm -hmm. They're said that those people were taken from West Africa, right? Those people mm -hmm. from West Africa, they came to West Africa from Northern Africa, right? Mm -hmm. At some point, you know, they're all black people at this point. I'm black and the people who are already on this, in this place is black, right? Once Europe invaded Africa, the Africans that were already there, this is in that area, West Africa, right? They then traded these people, these West, these people that were that migrated to West Africa, because that's not really our people. Mm -hmm. And those are now the people that are here in America, right? That's the, that's what history says. But those people lived in Northern Africa for hundreds of thousands of years. You know what I'm saying? And and it, there's different things that happened throughout history. So it's said that those people that migrated to West Africa are the true Israelites, mm -hmm. right? And they were then sold into slavery into the Americas and the Caribbeans. Mm -hmm. So now we can trace ourselves back. I won't say we, but there's a lot of people, black Americans that, black Americans that can trace themselves back to West Africa. Because even if you do the 23andMe thing and all this DNA stuff, they always point back to, to West Africa, right? Those people came from somewhere. Those, those people weren't always slaves. And they talk about those people in Deuteronomy 28 in the Bible. 
I wish I maybe I should have pull that pull it up so I could read a little bit about it. But the things that we go through right now as Black Americans in Amer- Black Americans in America is directly talked about in that scripture. So it's almost so like basically the the lost tribe of Judah. I remember hearing yes, something. right. Okay. So we can tie ourselves back to them. And what and what a lot of Black people are now saying is that the people that say they are Jewish, that documentary is essentially saying that these are European Jews. They're not mm-hmm. from the lost tribes. And, and and that's what they're offended by. Yes. Because they believe that they are. Yes. And imagine now, imagine now people trying to challenge your heritage and your lineage. You'd be upset about that. Right. But science is science. And DNA is DNA. Mm-hmm. If black people still exist in those particular areas, right, that we're talking about, how did y'all come from there? Well, let's get let's get some uh, a, a rabbi or something more. Yeah, to, I would like, and have I have one. I have one. If we can do that, I'm gonna check a couple of things before we do that. But I have one. He's actually he's not he's not a rabbi, but he's a Jewish man. He's a historian. He's a, a medical doctor. I have reached out to. I would like to have him on the podcast so we could talk about this stuff with him as well. Because you know, obviously, if you challenge anyone's whole existence. Right, then they're going to be upset. Their cognitive dissonance is just going to be like, uh-uh, that ain't mm-hmm, fucking right. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I get that. But then also, you also want real understanding, especially as black people in America. Mm-hmm. Right? You want... you. Want Why know- can't we research this? Why can't we... First of all, Judaism and Jewish, like that's a religion. It's not a race. Right? Right. But they also say that those particular people do have a, a particular DNA. Right. Mm -hmm. So it could be considered a race, but it's a religion. And why can't black people be Jewish? That's essentially what's being said, because Kanye distinctively said, I can't be anti-Semitic because I'm I'm Jewish. I identify Mm -hmm. as a Jewish person. So how can I be anti-Semitic? I even saw some information online, like um, people refuting stuff that's in the Bible, calling the Bible anti-Semitic. I know it is. It kind of is. Anti-Semitic is anti-woman for sure. But we looking at the English translation of the Bible. We don't know what the hell the Bible said in Hebrew, especially if you don't know Hebrew. And then you'd have to go back to a book way older than the Bible to understand how they've mixed history up in that particular book. The shit is wicked. You know, I just don't want, you know, the issue for me is I don't feel like, I mean, deep down, does anybody really feel like Kyrie hates Jewish people? Like, I don't get that from him. I don't think he was like, fuck Jewish people. Like, I don't feel like he was like that. I Never think he happened. just wants information. I think he just wants information mm-hmm. and understanding and and no effort to hurt anyone in mm-hmm. that understanding, you know? Right. So right now, um, the thing is, is that we the people support Kyrie. I think more people support Kyrie over Kanye because Kanye in the past has been problematic, right? So it's kind of like a lot of people's like, nigga, shut the fuck up. But I don't do that about Kanye. But people can accept Kyrie a little bit more because he doesn't talk much that we see. Or he nobody pays that much attention to him. But he was on the flat earth shit. I know them people was mad at him because he wouldn't get vaccinated. He's been going against the grain for the for the last several years now. And mm-hmm. that's a problem for the powers that be. So, you know, he's essentially been um, suspended from the, from the NBA. He's been suspended from the Nets. And also Nike suspended their contract with him as well. And now they've put out this list of six things that he has to do before he can, you know, play again. So he's suspended right now, five games, no pay, right? As of last week, I want to say Friday, he wasn't apologizing, right? But then an apology came out late evening on Friday. So I just mm-hmm. want to tell y'all the six things they're saying that he has to do to continue playing basketball. Okay. So he has to apologize and condemn the film. This is a film that has been on Amazon since 2018. And Amazon even came out and said that they go through a strategic, like run through of any doc, any documentation, any documentaries, they go through it. There's a process before they just put shit on it onto Amazon. Right. And you can find mm-hmm. all this Hitler shit on Amazon and everybody cool with though. But -hmm. this documentary in particular, the league wants him to um, condemn it. Okay. 
Um, he also has to pay $500,000 to uh, anti-hate causes, which they're referring to the ADL, which is that anti-defamation um, league. Um, he has to take, he has to complete sensitivity training. He has to mm -hmm. also complete anti-Semitism training. He also has to meet with the ADL and Jewish leaders. Okay. Um, and then the last thing they're saying he has to do is meet with team owner, Joe Teza, uh, Joe Tessie, uh, to demonstrate an understanding of the situation. So not only does he have to all, um, do all these things, then he has to do a presentation to show these people he gets it. Imagine that this is a public lynching y'all over posting a documentary of historical facts. If that doesn't seem weird to y'all, I don't know. I mean, that does seem weird, but is it all fact in this film? He is used everything historical references. He used historical references. So now every a lot of things can be refuted in history. A lot of things. Um, you know, one thing that they were upset about, they said that the the documentary said that the Holocaust didn't happen. I didn't see that in the documentary. Okay. I was on um, Clubhouse this weekend and, and a Jewish guy was in a room and he said, how would y'all feel if somebody said that slavery didn't happen the way it did? And the majority in the of the black people in the room was like, it didn't. It didn't. Happen. <laughs> We're not even arguing with you, but y'all benefit off saying the Holocaust happened the way it happened, right? What I want to say is, is that we're told to get over it. The Jewish community, their entire slogan is never forget. So it doesn't happen to them again. We need to adopt something like that. But when we try to bring up topics of reparations and stuff like that, we are told to, why y'all still talk about that? I, I, it wasn't me. It was my ancestors. It wasn't you. It was your ancestors. But the thing is, it still affects us today. All of those things still affect us today. You know, I agree. how we interact with each other. We were bred to be this way. So that goes into, you know, that, that, that with Kyrie, I think he has the support of the people, but it's the support of his peers that he needs. So now you got people like Shaq calling him an idiot. Imagine Shaq calling somebody an idiot. <laughs> you know, it's like when I watch these guys, it's like they they put the black men in position to to talk crazy about another black man. Like they specifically asked Charles Barkley and Shaq what they think about it. Why do they even have to answer for Kyrie? Kyrie's his own man, but they too have to publicly condemn him. Well, I mean, it's no different than us having this, asking those men are no different than us having this conversation right here, right now. You don't think so? No, it's it, where, where we, I feel like I'm an observer. I feel like we are observing what's happening and we having a conversation about it. We're not denying, we're not condemning, none of that. I feel like yeah. I feel like Shaquille O'Neal, um, LeBron, they had an option to not say anything if it wasn't going to be in support of. Just don't say anything. But I feel like contractually, they have to. They got to condemn him for themselves. Like they put our black men in that position to have to do that. And is and is not fair. Who who comes check in with the black community when y'all offend us as a collective? Nobody. Nobody gets sent to no African American museums. Where's the disconnect? Yeah. yeah, you're right. I ain't never heard of nobody. But they just get they get fired. They get fired from their job, and they might have to pay something. But I ain't never heard of them taking them to this public dragging D.C. for no museum. And. Their peers don't have to answer answer for them. Do their peers have to come out and answer for them? Let's let's talk about how they drag Will Smith for spitting on Chris Rock, which was black on black crime. <laughs> but then you had these two white boys where the guy um, at a whole award ceremony he spit on. Yes, yeah. nobody came out and said anything about that. And to me, spitting on somebody is worse than hitting them. You spit mm -hmm. on me, I might shoot you. I'm, a, I'm yeah. just saying. It's, you, it's disgusting. Yes, you spit on the ground. So it's just wild to me what's happening with Kyrie. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Not for just posting a documentary that majority of people haven't seen. I'm not a fan of how they're treating them either. I, you know, I haven't seen it, so I can't say one way or another, like, what's in it. 
obviously Jewish people are upset about it. I need to see why. And I want to have some understanding on why. That's why I watched it. I also want, yeah, I also want understanding of the information that's in it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so, but I do feel bad because I feel like freedom of speech ain't free. Apparently it's going for (laughs) 500,000. Right. (laughs) Right. So that's, that's the spiritual breakdown what's happening with with, with Kyrie, right? Then we move on to Kanye. What we see with Kanye is the emotional breakdown of a black man. This is the emotional breakdown. So now he didn't apologize, right? Not directly. He In a roundabout way, he tried to, right? But -hmm. he's lost billions in one week or two days or something they said, Mm -hmm. which I really feel like I don't consider, you know, Adidas dropping him. I feel like he, he dropped Adidas because he wanted out that deal anyway. So even if Kanye, you know, started this shit to get out that deal, he still opened up a can of fucking worms. It's like the toothpaste cannot go back in the tube at this point. The shit is open. People checking shit out at this point. Um, so Kanye posted over the weekend. It was like, I think maybe on Friday, he posted about his trainer, this Dr. Haley Pasternak. He posted a text thread. Did you see it? I did see that. He posted a text thread of this man essentially threatening, you know, to have him admitted again and turned into a zombie, essentially. And that's one of the things Kanye was saying back in 2016 when they had him hospitalized after he kind of like wild out on stage at one of his concerts. He was talking about Jay-Z. He was talking about Beyonce. And um, they had him hospitalized. And he was saying he had memory loss, all these things. So now, you know, the conspiracy theorist said that they MK altered him. If you don't know what that is, check it out. Because it's a real thing that the military created and uses, right? Um, This text message from this guy, which is his trainer, um, who was a A physical trainer? Yeah, that's what's so weird to me. Like, how could your physical trainer have you admitted to a hospital? It's weird to me. But to me, maybe he's in handling. Was he joking? Kanye said he had has handlers. I'm just saying what Kanye said. So is this man, could this man have been a handler? I don't know. Okay. What's a handler? Somebody who's in charge of you. Okay. And he happens to be a man of so, Jewish faith. That was my mama my whole life. <laughs> Your handler? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> So Kanye tweet says, um, this shows Harley admitting to knowing the truth of our origin, but then later dissing the facts within the same text chain. Mind you, this is how a Hollywood trainer speaks to a far more influential black celebrity when you get out of line. So um, he said, your origins might be Jewish. And then Kanye got the big ass highlight over this shit. So you can't even see what else it says. Um, The other part of the message, it says, um, second option, I can have you institutionalized again where they medicate and medicate the crap out of you and you can go back to zombie land forever. Play date with the kids just won't be the same. That's not nice. That's really weird. That's weird. Yeah. Is that okay? It's not okay. Because we, we, I feel like Kanye has been gaslit on a lot of different outlets when he talks because everybody questions his mental health because he is trying to get people to do some research essentially. So now he gives, they just brush it off as him being crazy or acting erotic. Well, some erratic, <laughs> acting erratic. <laughs> <laughs> some of the things he says is kind of like, all right. One thing, tell you me know, one thing. The fit and all conversation about George, George Floyd. Floyd. Okay. Yeah. I can understand why black or people then, are upset about that. Or then like talking about the girl's hat. The the baby mama <laughs> hat and shit. And then like, he found the worst picture of that girl to, to talk shit about her too. Yeah. And so, it's just like how can we take you serious on all these topics when then you're you're taking this black woman and try to publicly humiliate her because you Are they not trying him. to humiliate him? They're trying to he they're trying to extort him for she didn't do shit to him. They trying to publicly extort him for two hundred and fifty million dollars simply for having a different uh perspective on how the police killed George Floyd. He never once said George Floyd took fentanyl and killed himself. He didn't say that. He said they hit him with the fentanyl. 
So that's, and, and it's just truth in the toxicology report that he did have fentanyl in the system at the time. So that's all Kanye was saying. Kanye wasn't saying that they didn't kill him in that way. It just feels like he was speaking out of turn with that. I don't know. And I guess people also don't like the fact that he says he now understands what it feels like to have a knee on your neck because yeah. of what's happening to him. And it, to me, again, it's perce- perception because figuratively speaking, they do have their knee on his neck at this point. It's like, ba- yes. But comparing yourself to this man who was literally killed with mm-hmm. a knee on his neck, it's kind of... Uh, it this could feel like panic. death for Kanye. Who, who? I'm not here to negate how he feels, even though he's physically. Still I'm not here. saying it. It was a poor choice of words. It was for me, because you're still richer than most of us. You're still way more wealthy than most of us, and you still have your life. So it just was a very poor choice of words for me. So does Kanye have to die for people to see? What he's saying? Does he does he have to go completely broke? I feel like in the black community, we respect the poor, um, the poor. What is the what is what is the word I'm looking for? Like, if you on a corner preaching the word, I feel like people respect that more as opposed to you being a millionaire and trying to tell them what's happening. But at the same time, people don't really listen to broke people. So which one is it? I, that's not true. People listen to that show every week. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you talking about <laughs> I be trying to be serious now but you make me sick <laughs> I'm never going listen this is my coping mechanism this is how I cope with real life right. I'm going to crack a joke bitch I'm going to crack a joke <laughs> you you spit the facts and I'm going to throw a joke in there bitch that's, that's some bullshit <laughs> You be throwing my goddamn train of thought off. But anyway, it's not cool for this man to threaten Kanye in that way. Y'all can call Kanye crazy all you want. But he is showing now evidence of how he's been being handled for a long time. That's not cool. That's not okay. And I don't think he should be ignored because y'all don't like what he says. Like he's come this stuff is happening and he is this way for a reason. I you know what that man said to him was not okay. Uh, he said some things that aren't okay to me as well. But I agree. He's still a black man and he still deserves to be protected. Yeah, man. He need these these men need our support, man. So that's that's the that's the mental um that's the mental breakdown, right? Um so now let's move on to um to to take off. Y'all take off real name is Kershnik Ball. So that's our other K for the day, right? Uh you know, he was murdered last week at a bowling alley in Houston, Texas. And there's all kind of different stories and all the speculation going on online as to who did it, how it happened, why it happened, all that good shit. But he's no longer with us, right? And this essentially, this is due to black on black crime. So now this is the physical breakdown of black people in America, as far as I'm concerned. There's two different things going on. We, we get killed in the streets by the police. And then on the other side of that, we also killing each other. Now, I don't like when people use that as a justification for when shit happened to us by somebody at the hands of somebody outside of the community, because within every community, people commit crimes based on proximity. We know that. Right. Mm-hmm. So niggas going to kill niggas. Excuse me. Black people going to kill black people. Asians going to kill Asians. Hispanics going to kill Hispanics. White people going to kill white people. I mean, white people will take out their whole family for an insurance I mean, policy. Well, White people gonna kill everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> Equal opportunity. That's not funny. See, look at me. I'm doing it again. I'm sorry. Equal opportunity. Okay, murderers. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry for that. Look, but a, at least we Go usually ahead. have an intended target. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, look, part. black people are killers. White people tend to be murderers. It's just a little bit different. But anyway, not to, again, compare and contrast, you know, who's the fucking worst. Right. But, you know, one thing, Tammy, I want to talk about, why the fuck do uh, these rappers have to check in when they go into cities? Like, what is that even about? I think that's like, maybe, or this is just my opinion from the outside. Um, maybe it's like gang culture mm-hmm. and like, a lot, sometimes these rappers may potentially belong to gangs and that's just something how you have to move when you're moving around in different cities and different territories. It's like some gang culture shit that we don't 
know about. Right. And I guess if you're a civilian, then you wouldn't have to worry about that. Like, like you said, like a common wouldn't have to worry about checking in in Houston if he comes to do a show. Right. But why are we uh, perpetuating this bullshit? Like you have these fake mob boss type black figures in some communities. I won't say any names, but in Houston, Texas, right? Um, who I, I don't know how I don't know how fake it is. I think that I think they got some real life shit going on down there. Like I don't know if it's fake. Yeah, but it's creating violence against our own. That's what I'm saying. It's creating violence against our own people. Because in the last couple, like people been getting killed in Houston. There's a couple rappers that I got killed in Houston the last two years or so. And uh, there's a couple people who keep dying around this particular person that was at this shooting. Mm-hmm. So at what point? as the black community, do we condemn this type of fucking behavior? Like, nah, nigga, we ain't checking in no more. We're not extorting our own. We're not doing that no more within our, our communities. How do we, when do we ostracize those people? But how can we do it when we're not, it's a subculture within our culture that we don't belong to. Right. So I I think it would, it would take the people who are within that subculture to do it. Cause we can't do shit, but, talk about it on the show and we can say we condemn you but we don't even really have access to what's going on i don't be nowhere where like no gang shit going on i don't think so we see the movies right and we see how this stuff works so let's take um let's take power for instance yeah jamie saint patrick he had all his power right but -hmm. you see how that white man was using him as a puppet the billionaire guy, like mm-hmm. he had to get, he was borrowing money from and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And how, how all these people was pulling his strings and making him do things. So really he wasn't in control of what he was doing. Right. So a lot of times these people are greenlit from some white person above them to terrorize our community is what I'm getting at. So if we take this big figure in Houston, right. Mm-hmm. Who, whose son's party with this was and all this shit. Right. I've heard things about that dude. I've heard he cooperate with them people, them alphabet boys and shit like that. And that's how he's been enabled to do the things that he does in the community. So are we, are we doing these things really on a, at our own volition? Or is it like a whole setup? Like we talked last week about how hip hop was a whole, how hip hop is today. It was like a, a drawn out plan by some people outside of our community to get us to right. this point. So are we really in control of these so you know quote unquote gang culture shit activity that's going on cuz we know the original gangs they were about community they were infiltrated by the feds by the FBI y'all can look that up that's just the truth Bloods and the Crips they you know they had lunch uh free lunch meals and stuff like that for kids in the community like they were taking care of their communities but they were infiltrated by some people you can see that in that um Judah and the Black Messiah you know what I'm talking about yeah. So, you know, you see that in that movie about Fred Hampton, Judas and the Black Messiah. It's like they weren't up to nothing fucked up, right? And they they mm-hmm. the, this this one random black man got messed up. So they still using our people against our people, right? So he got caught up for stealing cars and all type of shit, doing bad stuff. So then they then used him as an informant and put him into the Black Panther party to create havoc. Right. And then in That's the end they killed um, Fred Hampton because they said that they we can't have a martyr. We can't have a black messiah. So they killed him because he was joined, He was bringing all the people together. He was bringing black people together. He was bringing Jewish people together. And the powers that be didn't like that shit because they have. We have to all be at odds for the system because it is a system for it to work. And that's what's happening. So these so people what do you are, do? What do you do? You, you know? cut the fucking head off the snake. How? These bad apples in our community, we got to get them out of here. There's bad music, we have to get it out of here. Kanye said the music is what's anti-Semitic, and I believe, and I and I and I agree with that. Rapping about killing another black man is anti-Semitic. It is. But you know what? And I agree. But then you had, I listened to Drake and 21 album that just came out after Takeoff uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. And nobody's condemning any of the music. They're talking about popping the top off a nigga head and songs and we just dancing to it. Like, But then here's the thing. 
when do you separate the art from the artist? Like we, you know, films of you watching people be the Joker. Nobody went out. I mean, Diddy went out and was the Joker, but <laughs> nobody else, you know, internalizes the films the way we do music. Is it fair to say that this can't just be entertainment and it's other? It's the responsibility of the individual and the parent to educate them on the difference between life and entertainment. I think that there should be an age limit. Just like you have an age limit on smoking cigarettes and drinking liquor, there should be an age limit on, you know, at what point you can consume this thing. Because we know that everybody's brain isn't developed in the same way at the same time. Boys develop later than women, so forth and so on. So kids listening to this shit really can't differentiate real from fake, especially if they actually live in the life that they listening to on the radio. Right. So you listening mm-hmm. to this shit while you going to go commit a crime to give up your whole. F- you ain't even fuck enough bitches out here yet. But you about to go to prison at 17 for the rest of your life. That shit is fucking oh. normal. And that's not cool. Right. So it's like. I understand if we go back to N.W.A. and how Congress and all these people were fighting against this thing. But then we were like, oh, it's freedom of speech. Y'all trying to stop our freedom of speech. This is not freedom of speech. So now it goes to is does life imitate art or is the art imitating life? Right. And that is the question when it comes to our music. That is the question. Yeah. But based on the number of rappers that are dying, you know, it looks like there's a problem. (laughs) Clearly there's a problem, right? Yeah, because the music executives aren't dying. The people who are making the most money off these albums, these guys making, what, two cents on an album and some whatever the crazy numbers or however it breaks down, we're not in the black community making as much money off of our struggle in comparison to these music executives. And then they aren't dying. They're living to be old people. Black men aren't living to be granddaddies. They're not. They either die from heart disease, young as hell, or they're being killed by another black man. Right. And it's because of the music. We are spiritual people, right? So the music and the vibrations and the frequencies is what moves us. So they knew they had to fuck with the music. And like we talked about last week, those are cute acoustic instruments like we using the drums and the guitars and your real voice. That should give you a different feeling. When we listen, when you listen to that old music, it's just a different feeling. Like listening to old R&B, like Isley Brothers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, and they even fucked with that because now they've, you know, resampled all that stuff and, and remixed it and all that. But it's just, it's just different. The vibes is different. So I like to listen to rap music when I'm at the gym. But like if I'm taking a long road trip, I can't listen to that shit the whole time. Me neither. Because, uh, you know, honestly, a lot of the music, I don't even listen to the words. It's just the beat. It's the beat. That I'm in. Yeah. And then when I actually go back and listen to the words, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. That rap crap. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, le- not, not just talking about killing one another, but they talk real bad about women. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk real bad about women and how they... I don't got no manners for a slut. I'm going to stick a thumb in her butt. like. And now here it is, women. We have acquiesced <laughs> to this thing now. <laughs> now you got the prostitution music. Because that's essentially what it is. And on one hand, it's kind of good. You may have some girls that's not going to be popping it just because they like a boy. You got to be able to do some shit with, with shit for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just having sex with you. Right? So that's a plus with the music. Right? But then the mm-hmm. other side of it is that Selling pussy. Yes. It's like a real popular thing now. <laughs> when it used to be like a secret, it's like the fucking inmates running a goddamn prison at this point. You right. can't go on nobody page without, can, can I see a regular picture of you, ma'am? It's like, and don't let them right. get some new ass. Like, they don't even take no front pictures no more. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had to unfollow a couple people because I'm sick of seeing your coochie. I'm sick of it. Yeah. I feel you on that. And I have some guy friends. Like, I'll look at they So they be like, man, look at all these people. I don't even follow these people. It's just ass straight up and down their Instagram of people they don't follow. So it's like they're marketing those things to people. Right. Like the um your explore page. Yeah. It's full of nothing. But my explore page full of ass too, though. Bitch, you probably but, be searching that shit. But, <laughs> but mine is like fitness, though. It's like I see a lot of black fitness pages. But yeah. I do search that. Yeah. <laughs> But it do be a lot of ass, though. <laughs> yeah, mine be like animals, 
fitness shit, beauty stuff. That's mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of animals, too. Mm-hmm. A lot, but I think it's because of the shit I be looking at that you post all the time. Got me look <laughs> now animals all over my shit. I love animals; but, they make you feel good. But it does go to show how they're programming you. Mm-hmm. It's all a big mm-hmm. ass program. So I just want people to be more, a little bit more consciously aware. Like Tammy be saying she love y'all, and I, be, I, I believe she loves you guys, right? I really do. I really mean it. I really. My do. love comes in a different way, right? Because you have the verbal. I want to show you tangibly. I want to actually show you things so you can fucking do some internal love because that's how we fix these things. When you love yourself, you're not killing another black man. You know what I'm right. saying? It all starts with self. So that's the that's the love I want to 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 expel amongst the people. I want to be I want people to fucking look in the goddamn mirror, man. Look in the mirror. It starts with the man in the goddamn mirror. No you can't save the world, but you can start with yourself. Right. You can start with yourself, man. Y'all, I'm telling y'all, I'm super excited about the time we in right now. I'm super excited. So other people might think it's some dark times. Man, but like I said, boy, in order to know light, you gotta know this fucking dark. You gotta you gotta yeah. go through it. You gotta embrace it, go through it, and come out on the other side. And that's where yeah. we at. That's where we at right now. It's a lot of uh people waking up. There's a lot of people it's questioning a, shit. It's a it may we may be on the brink of a paradigm shift. Or we, we living through revelations, essentially. Right now, for the for the for the for the Bible believers. This is what's happening right now. And there's definitely a paradigm shift happening right now. It's just what side you're gonna end up on is the question. What side you wanna be on when the shit is over with? Now you sound like the pastor. Hey. Come to the I want to be on the bright yeah, side. <laughs> I want to be on the bright side of this shit, dog. Financially, yeah, everything. I just want to be on the right side of it. But anyway, so if you enjoyed this episode, please tune in every Thursday on your iHeartRadio app or wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday. Y'all hit me up on Instagrams. Y'all, we got Twitter and all that shit. It's all we talk back stuff. We talk back, we talk back, we talk back, we talk back. And we got wetalkbackent.com. Also, check out the website. Merch coming soon. Y'all, it's me, Official Tam Bam. Y'all follow me on Instagram. I love y'all. And I noticed y'all been sending me messages letting me know y'all love me too. I really appreciate that shit. Like, sometimes I be down and out and I get a message from one of y'all like, hey, I want to let you know I love you too. That shit really, it melts my heart. It makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing here. So thank you so much for that, y'all. Continue to support us. We continue to support you and bring y'all good content every week. Remember to speak now and never hold, hold your peace. <laughs> Girl, I just, like, what was that? Like, I just be feeling like it should be something else at the end. I don't know. Just, yeah. We can, we can work on that. We can go back to that. We can revisit <laughs> it. <laughs> but just don't do that again. Just don't do that anymore. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.